Welcome, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to Nerds Who Live Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas Anderson, and thank you for stopping in for the first guest episode of Season 2. And I guess it may be a first of its kind, but our first double feature episode drop. So today is the first day of Season 2, and this is Technically, episode two or part two with episode one just behind us. And today we have Miss Alexis Fay on the Instas. Full name, Miss Alexis Sickerman. Hope I'm not butchering that. I'll have to ask her. But Miss Alexis is a beast of a woman and a beast of a lifter. She just recently got off of winning best lifter at the Rockwell Barbell. Uh, meet USPA meet in Chicago where she got 1024 so she totaled 1024 pounds at the 165 weight class which is an amazing accomplishment she did classic raw which is a knee wraps Alexis works in the medical field which is impressive on its own right and is really uh, an awesome inspiration if you follow her on the instas She's candid, she's open, she gives advice to anyone who asks, and she's just a beast to watch lift, and I've enjoyed following her. So I've been really excited for her to agree to be the first guest for Season 2 of the Nerds Who Lift podcast, and can't wait to ask her how she started, and how she found powerlifting and lifting, uh, her fitness inspirations, her own nerdisms, you know, her, what she does as a profession, working in the medical field, and how that, you know, carries into her training schedule, because that's a long and hard, arduous type of, you know, occupation to have on top of, you know, what she recommends and, you know, what she wished she had learned and what she wants to impart into you guys. So we can just keep this educational, uh, conversational podcast thing going. So excited to have Miss Alexis Faye on. And without any ado, let's get homegirl on the line. Okay, I got it working. Sweet. So, I already did the intro, uh, but if you would, uh, introduce yourself for the people who don't know you. All right. My name is Alexis Sickerman. It's actually Alexis underscore Faye underscore on Instagram. Um, So, yeah, I have a different last name. Um, But I actually live in Florida now, um, but I am originally from Chicago. Uh, I lived there for 10 years, um, and I only started powerlifting about three years ago. So after I moved to Florida, I found powerlifting. Which is funny because Chicago has such a great powerlifting scene. Yeah, and I had no idea about that when I lived there, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but then and and I mentioned it in the intro. I you know said your most current meet, which was ten twenty four at one sixty five at the Rockwell Barbell uh, yeah. meet um, which, that was just had there. Yeah, that was just this past weekend. That was the best meet ever. I have to say, um, it looked awesome. 
like the way that they like set up the way it looked like it was ran like the area yeah it was ran really well um i would say the only downside was that it wasn't air conditioned but like coming from florida and lifting up there where it's 30 percent less humidity it wasn't too terrible like, I like too terrible. To <laughs> I feel like it's a very Midwest thing. Like it was not too terrible. It was. Not, it was. It was, it was. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't too terrible. It's an improvement. <laughs> so if it's not too terrible, then we're fine. We made it work. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. I feel like this is a, that very uh, specifically like roughneck Midwest attitude. Like if it's not completely terrible. We're good. It's fine. Hey, hey, I only, I don't stress about things that are out of my control. Hey, and that's, and that's something that I think everybody could, can and should learn, learn from. Um, On top of that, you are in the medical field, right? Yeah. um, I've been a nurse for five years now. And at like 6.45, And then I would work the 12 and a half hours and come home, be home and in bed by 8 a.m., wake up at 2 p.m. and do it all over again. So that that was my life for um, like three years. So whenever someone gives you the excuse that they don't have time, do you tell them just to go suck it? (laughs) Essentially, in a nicer way. (laughs) I feel like you just say it nicely, but like, hey, you know what? Suck it. That's... (laughs) But, but really, though, like, we all have the same 24 hours. We've heard that before. I've heard Stacy say it a million times. She, she said um, it on my show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've, I've, I've learned a lot from her. Um, Stacy's a great influence on me and the rest of our team. Um, she really is. I, I think Stacy has slowly become not just the best in the world for the record she did, but she's becoming best in the world just like as everybody's favorite person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like she's she's indirectly and directly helped me improve myself. So yeah, shout out to Stacy Burr. Shout out to her make basically <laughs> and I know that that's her goal. So I want her yeah. to know like, you know, your goal Stacy is working because you're literally making all of us better by being yourself and we learn from you 100%. and she yeah she just makes you want to be a better person but she doesn't yeah. even guilt you into it you're just like i just want to be on her level of yes. betterment yeah, which is awesome absolutely. so so you so you've been a nurse longer in the medical field longer than you've been lifting how did you find you know um lifting and then sp- specifically obviously powerlifting as a sport Um, so I started lifting originally, I think it was just to, like, I guess like most people just to lose weight. It's not like I was heavy or anything, but, um, you know, the way society is now, we, a lot of us have like body image issues. We literally all have body dysmorphia. I have body dysmorphia. (laughs) I, 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 not one person. Yeah. Body image issues. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's where I started. Um, And I started just on bodybuilding.com finding, you know, a basic four-day split where I could go to the gym and use machines. And, like, I learned how to deadlift with, like, 25-pound plates on the bar. So using 95 pounds, you know, I learned how to squat 
with an empty bar and 95 pounds. Benching came later. I did a lot of like dumbbell bench and like dumbbell work um, because it was a basic bodybuilding split. But yeah, that's that's where I started. Just finding a template um, online. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's where most people start. And then I even... I've always suggested that to people like you can find a free five by five or five, three, one template online. And that will give you easily a great first six months yeah. of lifting programming. Uh, given you learn some technique, like learn some technique Absolutely. and safety, but you know, that that'll get you started. Absolutely. And how did you, and, and so one thing that I especially, you know, at some point, you know, wanted to, you know, uh, be able to talk with you on the show was, um, you know, I've, we've had, I've had Stacy on the show, but I haven't had uh, any other women on the show yet. So, you know, um, maybe your, your perception of females in strength sports, females in powerlifting, um, you know, what, you know, what you see now, as opposed to maybe when you started, um, good and bad, and perhaps what you would like to see in the future. Okay, yeah, so when when I first started, which honestly wasn't that long ago, there have been obviously women in the sport way longer than me, Um, but when I started uh, just the bodybuilding thing, people would assume, like, oh, like, are you prepping for a show? Like, that's what women are supposed to be doing when they're lifting weights. We're prepping for a bodybuilding show. Quote-unquote supposed to. And I also want to note for anyone who, for people who can't watch what I'm watching, she just put her hair up into the power button to talk about this. She was like, (laughs) oh, let me, let me put put my hair back for this. Yeah, we got to put my hair back for this conversation. (laughs) Yes, the higher the bun, the higher the power. So continue, please. Yeah, um, and, you know, I, I stumbled on powerlifting you know, strength sports and started to really drill technique in the squat, bench, and deadlift. And people would still ask me, you know, what are, what are you training for? What are you training for? And, you know, I didn't have any competition picked out, but um, when I came to Florida, I stumbled upon like a powerlifting class. Um, and it was like a group of people and there were a couple girls in the class and we all signed up for this meet together and I ended up doing um, Battle of the Bay in Tampa and it was me and um, my ex-boyfriend who did it together and after that I was hooked on it and there were a significant amount of females that were in competition then who I spoke with and talked to and they were friendly. Everybody was friendly at that meet. It was so welcoming. I've, I've never yeah. been to a powerlifting meet where people are assholes. I've right. yet, I'm sure they exist, but I've yet to go to one. Right. Same. So, I mean, and that's that's really what kept me coming back is the fact that everybody, all, all the females there, like I had never um, felt, you know, welcomed at school I guess you know like growing up in high school like everybody had those cliques yeah. or whatever and I wasn't ever part of a clique yeah. in high school so like it was just cool to not be judged or like you know not accepted because you weren't part of this group yeah absolutely I 
Uh, it's a, that was a big same for me, and I moved around. I never spent more than two years at one school except for twice. So like my sixth and seventh grade year and my junior senior year were the only two consecutive years I spent at one school. Wow. So, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. So moved around a lot, and it was the same, and I was uh, I was an odd kid. I mean, I'm still an odd kid. Uh, we're odd people. <laughs> we're odd people. Um, but I think that's what – the sport attracts oddities. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and of all kinds. Like you, But it's like if you're in this sport, if you're at a meet doing at a meet or you're there to watch and, you know, and be involved in somehow, it's almost like, oh, hey, you, you're a few screws loose too. Um, yes. So now – so we're the same in that no matter what other, um, you know, stylistic appearance they have or maybe what else they do with their life. Um, I think, you know, you share that, like we all, we all are a little sick with the iron bug and that yeah. is very, bi- very binding. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we all come here cause you know, we didn't quite fit in anywhere else. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> we are in powerlifting and you know, it, you know, the iron doesn't judge us. So yeah, exactly. Like we're all, um, but, you know, speaking of, you know, you're wearing a Cal's Hands shirt now, but uh, yeah. Lonis had the, the Iron Nose No Gender shirt a couple, some, I think like last year, he had that. And, um, it, yeah, it's true. It's true. The Iron knows No Gender, it knows no background. It just, you know, 400 pounds is 400 pounds. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and back to, um, I would say that women are definitely accepted in the sport as athletes more so now. But as far as coaches, that's going to be a different barrier. Um, oh, interesting. Go now, on. I only just started coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only have a couple of athletes. But I already see that people are going to... And not so... They might not say it, but they're going to be like, you know, okay, this is a girl she probably doesn't know how to train a male, Hmm. you know, which honestly I've, I've had only male coaches and, um, they haven't trained me any differently than some of their male athletes. So yeah, a hundred percent. I'd rather be pushed harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's one thing people, you know, I, for me personally, I think I'm, I'm biased because I grew, so I grew up, I grew up in martial arts and my very first, my very first coach I ever had was female. And she was, uh, from Japan. She did full contact karate and she was a badass. <laughs> so that was like, that's my reference. So for me, yeah. I've had, I've had that. So the, it's never been a foreign idea, but I do know that that's a, it is a prevalent, um, you know, gender bias, you know, difference there. Um, and I, I do think, at least I think I see that growing though. Um, and it only goes, makes sense. Cause like you said, it's like all, like all you've been coached by males and no good coach. If they're a good coach, which obviously they were, they're not going to train you differently because there's no reason to <laughs> in that sense. Right. So, um, I, I know I've like for myself, like I have the barrier of like, I'm not very big. So, you know, it's hard to find clients or have people want to work with you because you're not that big. Yeah. 
And so, or, you know, you don't, you don't have a highest total. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, the elitist and air quote, air quote, you know, and people always looking for that, you know, that validation, you know, I mean, it's, I guess it's that consumer mindset. Um, but I think most women in the sport are becoming more and more technical and better technicians than most guys. Um, because they have to, you know, or, or they feel that they need to, you know, do more and be more educated. We have to prove ourselves more. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, some of the best technical lifters right now are female, you know, um, from, you know, watching, um, you know, watching you like your your third attempt for your pull this last weekend was uh, was I mean it was a great pull. That was a wonderfully like technical pull. <laughs> yeah. Now see, okay, so we're gonna. I I just now posted um, like my opener attempts, and my deadlifts were moving pretty fast. So yeah, they were. <laughs> so at the top of my deadlifts, like I was losing balance and. I don't know. Trevor Trevor said I was moving too fast. Like I, I have pretty significant like drive off the floor. So the bar comes off the floor pretty quickly. Mm. And he says I was moving too fast and I would lose my balance at the top. So he's like, All right, let's just throw some more weight on the bar. Yeah. Now ultimately I think this is just a mind trick coming from him. Yeah. And <laughs> him, him just saying, Okay, he told me to just look up at the sky and lean back and I won't be falling forward because I was getting called for um, up down of the bar at the end of my pull. So the third deadlift was 413 and that's a lifetime PR. And I just, I just looked all the way up to the sky and locked it out. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, it's exactly what it looks like. You had that like, it was, it was heavy, but it wasn't that heavy. So. Yeah. And that's, and that's, 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 that's that sweet spot. Like this is heavy, but it's not that heavy. Right, right. And you have to, honestly, you have to have that mindset. Like, I'm not a hype lifter, but I'm I'm focused in that, um, like, I know what Trevor puts on the bar is something that I can lift. Yeah. And, so. and that comes down to having, you know, a coach that you trust. And because and, and coaching comes down to, you know, a relationship that you build with somebody. Right. It's like, can you, do you... And that, you know, so, you know, going into, you know, if like if people are looking for a coach, like look for the look for somebody who you know cares about you, you know, and someone who can see when, you know, because, you know, Trevor has been doing it for so long and he's you know such a wizard. He can see that like, oh, we can put more on your opener because you're moving so well right now. Like it's yeah. just like a, and that comes with experience and time. Um, but, you know, again, that's. You know, it, that's not a that's not a gender exclusive trait. That's right. a person trait. Hundred percent, yeah. And um, so, what you know, other you know, going you know, going back to you said you know, kind of that barrier, the female coaching. Um, what other things do you think you know, like you said, that either people may think like, oh, do they, they don't know how to train a you know a male. Um, what other maybe biases or barriers do you think come with that? Um, well, I, I would say, 
I don't. I, I'm not really sure if I want to bring up the whole uh, use of steroids with males or not. But we're just no, go no, go with it. A completely uncensored conversation. No, it's uncensored. <laughs> no, by all means, please do. Honestly, it's. I mean, that's a topic that most people don't. I think talk enough about. Yeah. And therefore, it's all the misinformation and the myths that are appropriated because you don't actually have people willing to talk about it. Right. And so, no, by all means. So, ultimately, like, you, if you have a female strength coach and you have a male who is interested in taking steroids, you know, you're, you're going to have these athletes question you, you know, is this female strength coach knowledgeable enough to know about these steroids that I want to take? Yeah. So, of course, like, you're, you're going to tell your coach everything. And if you don't tell your coach everything... Then they shouldn't be your coach. How are they, how are they going to be your uh, yeah. good coach to you? <laughs> yeah, they, they can't. They, want, they shouldn't be your coach if you don't want to be honest. So if anything, if that's, that's going to be a barrier that comes across somebody's mind. And, you know, it strictly comes down to how educated do you want to be as a coach. We are forever learning, like forever a student. That is something that I think a lot of us need to accept early on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like whether whether it be something you believe in or not, like some people are, you know, against taking steroids, but in reality, like this is a real thing. People take steroids, and it's not something that's on the hush hush no, anymore. It's really not. The more, the more we educate about it, then the safer we can. The safer you can be about it. Yeah. Exactly. Because then you don't have people making decisions off of hearsay or again myths and. And you're right. It's PEDs are a part of strength sports and all sports. Yeah. Like they're part of all sports. Like you know, sports. The sport industry is the multi-trillion, however much industry, and for that is contingent on a human athlete who can only their capacity do so much. So yes. this this weird, I don't. I want to say like. Um, Neo-WASP Americanized idea that you can maintain that high level of performance without in any sport is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, and, you know, I, and yeah, like you said, the more people are willing to educate, then the more it's not going to be a problem um, yeah. at all. I mean, that's why, you know, I mean, that's why powerlifting is great because. You can go to the federation or the division where it's legal. So it's like, just be the strongest that you can. 100%, yeah. You know, and it's like, so you don't have to worry about it. And um, and then, like you said about being educated, that's, you know, that is, as any coach, and again, that's a non-gender specific thing. It's like, if you want to be a good coach, no matter who you are, you need to do your homework. Right. You know, um, and what's, you know, it's, it's no different of a short-limbed lifter coaching a lanky lifter and vice versa. Um, it's just you have to know your stuff and be able to tailor to that person your athlete's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, the gender has nothing to do with that. Agreed. Um, what, what would you like to see kind of more um, – from you kind of were talking about this i saw it on your story and it's kind of what gave me the idea what would you like to see more from coaches um and athletes really in the sport because you're on, on your story you asked like you know what do you like to see out of out of coaching out of coaches or right yeah. that's what it was yeah 
Yeah, so I'm 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 learning, you know, we have to have a certain balance. Social media um, plays a big role in coaching. You know, we're we're online when we're coaching remotely. We're on our phones all the time. You're going to be on the computer all the time. We're going to be interacting with our online clients, interacting with clients in person. Like it's it's pretty exhausting. Um, so uh, I'm seeing and learning from other coaches to have a dedicated time for your athletes. And what I'm hearing from the athletes now is, okay, my coach isn't answering me right away. Like I need this feedback and I'm not getting it. So they are a little bit displeased. Um, So I think, so I think more communication, it's just that the communication needs to be improved in that, you know, I need my time as a coach to keep my sanity and to be a better coach to you. Um, 100%. It's true. And if I don't give you feedback immediately, I will get to it when I can. You know, there has to be a give and take. Yeah, there there really is. I was talking to um, another fellow uh, coach about this actually today over lunch that, you know, you – it's great when athletes rely on you. Um, it's great when they tell you everything. It's great that they, you know, that they value your feedback. It's, you know, we get to help people for a living and, you know, and do what we love. Uh, but like you said, you need your time. And, and not only that, especially like if you're someone like uh, Jaffe who has like 50 lifters um, or more, more, or more, more, more. You're right. No, no, no. He has like over. I'm sorry. Yeah, he swapped. He has like 80 or 100 lifters. I'm sorry. And, and my, I was going to say my coach, my coach Scott at Stronghouse. He has like 50 lifters. Um, and either way, he's he's got many hats too. Scott. Yeah, Scott has. Yeah, he does a bunch of things. And I know, you know, that Scott will get to me when yeah. he can. Yes. You know, but, and I also know like during when I had my meat prep, though, Scott did prioritize getting back to me because he right. knew I was in meat prep. Right. So he did prioritize that. And and that's the difference. And I, Like you said, there has to be a give and take where and I feel that, you know, and if they do want something more immediate, like, hey, I'm nervous about my squats tomorrow. I'm going to be going to the gym at this time. Would you be around if I send you my warm-ups and my first set to get some immediate feedback? Like just that simple communication to set up the coach, you know, to know what, you know, I think would help. And I think lifters would do better to know, like know how to like ask, but also be considerate. Right. At the same time. And, you know, it is up to us to teach them as athletes to. Yeah do that exactly i i actually um so there's i've been i've tried to i've tried telling other coaches about this um this app it's called glide and glide is a it's a video walkie-talkie app so so you know a walkie-talkie you can hold it down you can talk and then the other person can so a person so if you and you and i had it and i've used it with friends overseas that's how i learned about it is you can click it and they can watch you. You can watch it live. They're recording. You can watch it live, or if you're not there to watch it live, it'll save it for you and you can watch it later. Kind of like Snapchat, but it doesn't go away. And it, you can record up to five minutes. 
So you have a long time and then it doesn't save on your phone. It stays there. So it's not taking up room on your phone. Right. And that end. Um, but you can watch it live and then you can respond right away live. So that you really useful. It is. So if a, if a, if an athlete was like, Hey, I'm nervous about my squats tomorrow. Um, will you be around to watch me do them? You could be like, sure. What time they say, okay, six. And then they, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start. They can put, you know, click that. And you could watch, you know, again, it will record up to five in a five minute increments. So you could easily watch five minutes of live stream footage. That's not all choppy of their lips or of their sets and then be able to respond right back with the video. Um, it is really cool. And again, you know, coaches have their own way of doing things already. So I've told people and they're just like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. But I do think that they, you know, they really can't think about, or they haven't been able to visualize the, the use of it and the productivity. I think that they should, because it's, that's like a, it's really useful. Um, and I did it with a remote client of mine and it made it super easy. And it's literally what she did. I'm going to be deadlifting today at like noon. Are you around? Yep. And I would watch her warm up sets, her top sets, and then anything else like I would want her to do. And then we could talk, you know, again, like a walkie talkie, like live essentially. And wow, really cool. yeah, so it was, it was really easy. And then immediate feedback. Um, it's very personable. Uh, yeah. So I, I highly think that that's something that coaches would, uh, could do well benefit to benefit from. from. We, we live in such a technologically advanced world. It's getting kind of scary, but it is, it, it, it is very efficient. It is. It, it's, it's as scary. I think, you know, it's as scary as people misuse it, but it's as awesome as people can properly use it. Yeah. Just like, like you said, just like social media, social media can be horrible or social yeah. media can be amazing. Yes. Um, and obviously I mean, look what, you know, I'm, I have a podcast show and talking to people like that's, that's rad for me. Like I just, like I have, I just, I have like this made up excuse to be like, Hey, talk to me. Let's be friends. <laughs> and, and people are like, sure, I'll be on your show. But really the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like I look at the little analytics. It's like one, you know, 1.4 K people have listened to your show. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> like, like it's not a lot in like the world of podcasting, but like, I don't have many friends. That feels cool to me. <laughs> like I'm, pro- I'll project my own shit on there. I'm like, yeah, this feels great. <laughs> like, well, you know, when you're real about things and you discuss real life shit and just put it all out there, how many, how many people do you think that helps? You know? Yeah. We don't physically see it, but you know, you could be helping so many people. Yep. And, and, and potentially, and that's, that's what I like. Um, my, my goal with this show and I, I've, I've, been a broken record about it was I just wanted to make a resource that I wish I had, yeah. you know, and be able to, you know, somebody who was me or somebody who was, you know, you three years ago to be able to find it and be like, Oh, cool. I now I have a one-stop shop for all this really good information and learn about these people and what they went through and connect with them. And, um, yeah. instead of doing what I did, which was, I just, spend all my free time on YouTube looking for things or scouring the internet, finding I was on YouTube too. Yeah. And we all were. And then you're just typing in how to deadlift. Yeah. How to deadlift, you know? And I would always be like, man, I, I, uh, I really wonder what, you know, what, 
you know, like what's, you know, Stacy, I wonder what she, when she started, like, what was that, that interim? What was her like middle phase before she got to where she is now, you know, and then to be able to then be in a position to ask her that is really cool. Yes. And uh, I, I just, I love to see, that's really, that's like, that's really my goal with like doing is doing anything is I'd like to see this, not just, I mean, obviously I do, we do powerlifting, but I like to see it, anybody, if somebody started doing triathlons because they listened to our episode and, or any episode and got inspired, like that's the goal. Yeah. You know, and, um, or, you know, it gets any of the people that I talk to like you or anybody else that gets them new clients or new opportunities, um, because somebody learned about you and connected with something with you, then again, that's the goal. Um, right. Yeah, you know, that's it. Help me help you. Help me help you help me feel like I have friends. That's, that's really it's really good. I moved around. Why, why do you think I travel so much? I love making connections with people, you know? It's like, the best. It's it's the best. I, I, I love, I, that's for all my meets. I've Okay, all my meets. I've done two meets. I'll, and I'm going, I'm going to get ready for my third in December. Um, I always go somewhere. Um, yeah. Because I... I, I, I like having a reason. It's like I have a reason to travel because I'm going to go for a meet. Yeah. Um, you know, and then meet new people and lift with other people. It, it's that's the beautiful part of any, I tell like any sport or event, like active hobby you do, like you, you use that as a, as a, as a platform to build a tribe yeah. and surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people. Yeah. Yep. You know, because I think especially with this, people. yeah, like, you know, build a tribe or like what yeah. Jaffe says, you know, he has his little, his cult, you know, the, the cult, Jaffe the Jaffe cult, the, the, but you know, he says the culture that, yeah. and it's true. Like that's, and, and again, someone I grew, grew up mostly by myself. I, I really know the value of finding that culture and that tribe to, to learn from and grow from and to push you. Um, and especially in our society, I feel like there's not a lot of good conversation, you know, like there's not, there's small talk and there's surface level, but there's no like this, there's no like, you know, let's talk about something enlightening conversation. Yeah. It is like some, something serious. And, and I think that's why podcasts have blown up, like have in popularity the past few years is because it's, you actually are getting to listen to real people talk. Yeah. And, and really discuss and it's not jive and it's not um uh maybe full of like overly sarcastic like people are actually wanting to talk because that's why they're there right. um and I, I still use the term jive because i'm 50 obviously <laughs> so i'm an old soul <laughs> i said reckon the other day i was at work okay. I, and i was like i was like I, re- I was like i reckon that'll work and my coworkers who are a little younger than me were like what? what? You reckon? <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from a rural redneck area, but it's not okay. from the south. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it still applies. Like it's, it's not southern, but it's, it's, it's rural. Uh, I grew up in like southern Oregon, which is like a rural logging, boating, farming area. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, so there was y- y'all and reckon. And uh-huh. folks, I say folks a lot, and people think that's funny. Uh, but 
we digress to my weirdness. We, we, it's fine. It's, it's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I don't have a power. I don't have a power complex at all. It's it's fine. Um, so um, moving on, I did want to ask um, what uh, what helped you and when you got started. What was some you know? I asked everybody this. What was something that was a big turning point that you can remember, like when you started lifting, you started training, something that that clicked for you? Was that first milestone that kind of brought you from, you know, I'm a beginner to now I'm like, I guess you could say like an intermediate? Um, let's see. So after my first, I'm trying to like think back as if it was ages ago. It really wasn't that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago. It wasn't very long. No. I've progressed so much. Um. I think my first meet, I totaled something in the mid-700s. I know my, my, I don't know, my squat was like under 300, and my bench was like maybe 135, and my deadlift was like 350. And then now so, you just totaled over 1,000. How do you? Now, now I can squat well in wraps. I can squat 402, and then I benched. 209 and I pulled 413 so yeah yeah I've grown a little bit you're doing well girl you're doing well so I would say it was I had a couple first meets and then I think it was my third meet I cut down to 132 weight class from 148 and like I was still able to PR my bench and my deadlift, but my squat took a big hit. So I lost, like, I went from, like, 150 to weighed in at 129. And um, this was over a course of, like, three months, not, like, a yeah. water cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, like, a, oh, like an over three-day water cut and you're dying. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, no one, please don't, anybody listening, don't ever be that guy. Please don't. don't. Do <laughs> it's It's bad for you. Don't do it. Yeah. But even still, the three-month cut from 150 to 132 um, really tanked my squat. It took 20 pounds off my squat, where I could have instead ate at maintenance or even ate to grow and put 20 pounds more on my squat. Like, so I would say at that point in time, really things started clicking for me. Like, hey, I'm in a strength sport. Um I need to not be in the 132 weight class when I'm sitting at five three and three quarters, yeah. uh, you know, height. And um, if if I want to get stronger, I can't be cutting. So, and that's it's still a battle for me, like daily, because I'm a hefty 165 now. <laughs> and I say that because it's not a comfortable weight class for me still. Yeah. Like. I'm not used to being 165, um, and I want to cut to 148 so bad, but, like... Don't do it. It's, it's purely just so I can, like, maybe see some abs again and feel a little less fluffy, but, like, I have my great circle of friends that tell me, listen, you're not fat, it's all in your head, it's all these, like, stop looking in that bad mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it, it's true, it's 100%. I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously... I mean, I'm a new friend. In my opinion, it doesn't matter, but it's it's true. Like, like you know, like that's that's a very true thing. It's weird how our brain plays that, though. Yeah, it's it is. I I always, I've 
I've had to learn to tell myself because I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I was, I was sitting up. I finally hit 190. I got sick over this weekend with a sinus thing, so I, I probably lost a little bit. But yeah, that's the heaviest I've ever been, and it's yeah. and it's weird for me. But I have to keep. I, I tell myself to look at my performance. Like yeah. you know, am I getting stronger? Um, and the my in the previous my la- the episode I did with Rob Hall. Um, that was one thing we actually that became a big topic on during the conversation was that people forget. Yeah, like you said, it's a, like you said, it's a strength sport. You need to get stronger. So why are you going to do things that make you weaker? If you're not going for a very specific record, then, you know, to, you know, for all that, like you need to build a bigger total. But you see people who are kind of obsessed with Wilkes, like they want a higher Wilkes, but not a higher total. Which, which Wilkes, I don't even, I don't even want to get into that because who knows what they're doing with that now. It favors women, first of all. It, it does. <laughs> all the men are like, it favors women. That's why women are at the top of the world. Listen here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does Maybe favor. just the strongest. Okay. Maybe you're just like, hey, it's, I, I'd be the first to admit females are the stronger sex for <laughs> many reasons. Um. You know, yeah, it does favor women to like to some, you know, to some degree, like if you put in like a similar total of a similar height and just change the gender, the Wilkes will go up. But regardless of that, like, fuck all that. It it doesn't, you know, women are becoming the best in the sport because they're, I think they are, they're starting to treat the sport more like athletes. Yeah. I think women actually, I would not, maybe not the first to do it, but maybe the first to publicly do it a little bit. Um, that's why. And, but yeah, the, the goal is to build, build a bigger total, like get stronger. And, and that's what, that's what you need to do. But you just have, you have some people that, and I, and I know some, they just, they have a hard time really accepting, like you said, themselves getting bigger. Yeah. It's hard. It's, It's hard on your mind. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You know, um, I definitely want more than that 402 squat, and I want a bigger bench, and I want a bigger pull. So what am I going to do? I'm going to eat to perform. Yeah. I, think not- I just have to tell myself that every day and try not to cut. <laughs> yeah. Eat- and then I have to tell my friends, hey – Make sure I'm not cutting. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's and you have to you have to also remind yourself like as you get stronger you're gonna put on muscle you don't just get right. fat like you know you you are an athlete you're you're you work hard you train hard you're gonna put on muscle you're not just sitting there eating that much while watching Jeopardy like you're you're yeah. working so or using that yeah you're using that like that's not that's fuel mm-hmm. yeah that's fuel that was actually one of the biggest mindset. Um, changes that I made um, when I did stop cutting is that I'm eating this. This is fuel for my lifts. Like, food is fuel. That is is just the motto right there. Food is fuel. Food is fuel, not friends. Or friends, too. (laughs) You can be both. Yes, both. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's 100%. 100%. What I mean, and I think people all, you know, again, you have to know what you're, you know, what to expect. Like you will put on more fat initially. Like when you put on more weight, your body has to reacclimate and redistribute 
that size and it yeah. it, it takes time for it to do that. Yeah, my body composition, um, because I, I was trying to just kind of stay in maintenance. It, honestly, I suck at maintenance. I am the worst at maintenance because, like, I'll go out for sushi on the weekends and, you know, do all this and that. I just want to I just want to be even keel. So this is something I'm working on. This is a work in progress to stay eating at maintenance. Um, but, yeah, my body composition has changed so much because of that. Um, that I've lost fat in places where I used to hold a lot of fat. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, you see? Like, that's that's a huge... That's, I think that's a huge thing that people don't hear about. Yeah, and most certainly, um, I have abs at, like, a higher weight than I used to. Like, there's no way I would be able to cut down to 129 again with this amount of muscle that I've put on. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, no, no way. way. I, I bet I bet you if you were if you were to like shred up probably at the thickness you are now you'd probably I would put money if you're once if you weighed in at one sixty five for your meat what what did you weigh in well technically I weighed in at like one fifty six and change or something okay I woke up I woke up like an hour before I had to leave the house and I sweat for like 30 minutes and I probably dropped like three or four pounds. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> just, just for, just for fun. Just for funsies because yeah, cause that's the way it works. Um, yeah, who, doesn't, who doesn't want to stress yourself out a little bit? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet, I bet you, I bet you, if you shred it down, you'd probably be like 148 or 150. Yeah, I would, I would look pretty, um, look pretty jacked that way. See, see, now that you want me, make, want me to cut again. I don't no, no, I don't, I don't want you to cut. I'm just saying that's what it would look like, but don't do that. <laughs> I'm tempted. Don't do that. Strong is better. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to do that on this weekend, so. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's another thing. I mean, there, it's like, do I want to look jacked or do I want to lift like I'm jacked? And I think people do also, that's also like a myth. Like they think like, cause I mean, yes, you can be strong and aesthetic. I'm not saying you can't, but yeah, a, lot of people are. a lot of people are, but that, you know, it does take time to get to and like the maintenance and like building up to it. But for the most part, like being shredded, you're not, does mean you take a hit in strength. Yeah. I think I was listening to, I was listening to another podcast, uh, I think it was like Empowered by Iron where they were talking about eating at maintenance um, and the ideal body fat for strength sports and for women specifically um, I think it was around like I don't know if it was generalized or if she was just talking about her body fat at which uh, which was like 20 to 22% body fat was where she performed the best so I'm like, okay, you know, that's significantly higher than, you know, you would say, see most men who sit at what? I don't know, 16% body fat or. Yes. Yeah, I would, I would say most guys sit between, if you're an active guy between 14 and 18%, I would say. Right. So 20 to 22, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I pitched my skin a little bit. All right. I, I'm twenty to twenty-two <laughs> percent. <laughs> I'm 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 making an educated guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I pinched three specific areas, and I would say yeah, I was looking about right. Twenty-two point four. Yeah. 
Exactly. Fit in that category. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, but it's true. Like that's, and you know, again, that's the, you know, the, the phobia of most people like, like, like fat is not bad. And you know, right. fat is good. Fat is healthy. It's good for you. Obviously there's, there's the good and bad, um, of those things. But if you're yeah, an active athlete, like you need that. That's, that's, um, I, I actually had someone explain it to me once. It's like uh, nitrous and fast and the furious. You're fat. Like that's, it's that extra energy that your body pulls from. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, I was like, okay, the Vin Diesel reference. I'll take it. All right, cool, man. I can, I can make this fly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll mentally accept it. Uh, well, let's go get pizza. Like you, you convince me. All right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, so eating for eating for performance. I think that's. I think that's a that's a huge takeaway because, of course, I mean, and I and like I've been a trainer for four years and. And there's, of course, the constant thing that everybody hears, especially for women, is, you know, if you lift, you're going to get bulky. Right. And, God, I wish it was that easy. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, some of these girls, like, have to eat a lot to gain weight. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. If you... Like, okay, like, my maintenance, I have found out, is approximately, like... 2,500 calories, give or take. Okay. And I have no problem eating that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could eat like 3,000 calories a day. But yeah, some of those girls need 3,000 calories a day just to like sustain and or put on half a pound a week. You know, that's, that's wild to me. It's, yeah. it's amazing how different all of us are too. Yeah, it really is. And it's crazy because, you know, people just want to generalize themselves and compare themselves to somebody else. Um, right. Like my, like you can't, you can't, you can't. like, so different. yeah, like um, my, my ex was a naturally strong, like she's a naturally muscular and curvy gal. And she was, you know, she was gorgeous, she was gorgeous, gorgeous. Like she was a natural, naturally pretty um, you know, which is not all that defined her, but she was, and, but she did not, she disliked her shape, like her genetic shape. She wanted to be like, she would always compare herself. She was, she was always like, mom, my legs are too thick. And I was like, I was like, if I had your, I wish I had your legs. Like I want that. That's, that's, that's all of us girls. Yeah. And she's like comparing I'm like, and she would always be like, well, I want, I know I want to get rid of like my you know, hips and I want like want the thinner like shape. I'm like, you're looking at like a, a girl who's like from Norway. Like, <laughs> not like, no, like she, she's half Japanese and half, she's like, no, she's not even half. She's like 75% Japanese and like a quarter German. I'm like, homegirl, you're not, that's not genetically in the cards for you. And, but it just, it would just boggle my mind because she would completely look past her natural gifts that most people would actually kill for. Right. Um, right. It, it takes a lot to, you know, accept, accept what you are. Yeah. It, it does. But I think even, you know, it's, it's also like, again, like I said, I mean, recognizing the gifts, like, yeah. you know, accepting like, Oh, this is me. was one thing, but then actually being like, no, I have, 
you know, like I have strong legs. Like I'm, I have a naturally big back. I can build muscle naturally. I'm right. and and it looks good. Like, you know, I'm naturally, like this is, I think, you know, people forget like you, however you are built genetically is you, you look amazing that way, right. you know, you know, and it's just about finding the best, for anybody, finding the best version of yourself just, is just whatever you you know you want for yourself. If you want to be strong, yeah. be strong. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we we all as women, we all make a decision. Um, you know, if we want to get stronger, we have to put muscle on. And people are always like, "Oh, you know, don't get too bulky or whatever." You know, this is our decision. Like we understand the fact that we're gonna have to put muscle on to lift more weight. <laughs> like, yeah, but not only that, like, know this. yeah, but not only that, like, fuck, fuck you. Since when was being too like yeah. bulky a bad thing? Like, and since when was, does that take away like any sort of like value or even attractiveness? Exactly. Like, like, if you have an issue with it, that's your issue. Yeah, then don't don't try to date that person. Like, I don't know. Like, fuck off. I I don't know I I I get more it's like I the stronger I see people men and women get um makes me excited so whenever I hear that like don't get bulky don't get this even for guys like even guys like you know yeah. I, I I I've been you know like I've I've never been told that I've actually been told like <laughs> she like you're so skinny you're probably not gonna get very big and I'm like fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, okay. I know that's what I did. I, I yeah, bye. I think I, I, I think I even told told Stacy. Yeah, like when I started powerlifting, people actually were like, you know, maybe you should pick a a sport that you're probably gonna be better at because you're not very good, or you know, or like uh, you know, a, a girl a girl that I was dating actually didn't you know was like embarrassed for me. She went to the meeting because I was like in last place and I was the lightest one, and she was like, oh, you're like, why are you doing this? You're like. You know, you're getting your ass kicked. I'm like, awesome. Thanks for that support. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's the thing about going to meets, too. It's everything's based on circumstance, you know. Like, like I have never um, – I won Best Lifter at Rockwell, by the way. Yes, you did. Congratulations. never happened before. Congratu- it's based on too. But still, congratulations. That doesn't, it's not doesn't take away anything. Like, congratulations. <laughs> squat which I did and then I retook it as my third and luckily I got it um, you know things things happen things happen that are sometimes out of your control no matter how much we practice for it you know yeah. sometimes it's just based on circumstance but you know what that is sports yeah. like that is that's all sports yep you know yep. I, I love hockey I was at a hockey game and I was watching, and a guy took a puck to the face, and it, like, broke his nose. And, like, he was out, you know, for the rest of the game. Like, things happen. Yeah. I mean, that's why you train. You do your best. And, like, that's the whole point is that you're putting yourself on the line knowing that not everything can be controlled. Um, and you just do your best to train, and you try to, and you show up. And you show up and do your best. Like, that's part of it. Yeah. If everything was controlled like an experiment and all the variables were accounted for, like that's that's really not that exciting. <laughs> no. Uh, you know. No, it's not. 
That's boring as shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, powerlifting itself, I guess, is kind of, People say powerlifting is boring all the time, and it's monotonous. But really, I don't think it's boring at all. Like, sure, we do the same shit, like, for weeks on end at a, or whatever. But... I like doing the same shit and you know what I progress and I make strength gains and I sign up for meets and I go to these meets and I build a bigger total. Like I meet new people. I conversate with new people. We talk about all these different things. Like powerlifting isn't boring. Powerlifting is not boring. I don't, and I still don't, I don't think powerlifting is boring to watch. Like I don't, like when someone says it's boring, like you're just squatting bench. I'm like, yeah, but like that shit is hard and it's yeah. heavy. Like, <laughs> Like weightlifting is not boring. You get to watch them, you know, throw a bar over their head. Like, oh, those weightlifters are impressive. Yeah, like it. Yeah, you know, like it, it is exactly. And it's like it's like if you're bored by it, it's because you don't understand it. Right. That's all. That's and that's the same thing. It's like if you don't like something, it's probably because you don't understand it. If you don't like someone, it's probably because you don't understand them. You're ignorant. At the end of the it's just ignorance. If you understand what it feels like to have 400 pounds on your back, that, that it's squat. exhilarating. Yeah, it's exhilarating. Like, that squat is no longer boring. Yeah. At all. You know, and, yeah, I, I, I can never, I never can really understand someone says it's boring. Like, if it's boring, you just, you haven't learned enough about it. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't want to, that's fine, but it's not boring. You're just sport. you're just ignorant. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. It's a great fucking sport, and I, you know, and and I like for like for me, I I loved martial arts as a kid, but eventually I got tired of getting punched in the face. Oh yeah. And it's yeah, and it's not you're not good for your brain. Um, I mean, I still love martial arts, but yeah, I found power like lifting is like is is fighting with a with a bar with like heavy weight. You need yeah. technique to overcome an obstacle, you know, and it's it's a very clear thing. You lift it or you don't. Like, I like, for me personally, like, that's why I like it. Um, yeah. And then when I started, and I liked it, but then I found that there's a community and a culture and all that stuff behind it, and, like, double whammy, which yeah, is awesome. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Back in action. Okay. All right. Um, moving on, I wanted to ask you... Um, Alexis's tips, uh, technique tip for the squat, bench, and deadlift. All right, technique tip for the squat. I would say, well, what I learned the most this prep, um, going this was my first prep in reps, um, bracing, bracing in the squat. I don't think I learned how to brace until this meat prep <laughs> dude bracing is amazing oh i man. love it so much so honestly it was it was all of all of these little things that trevor had me do um like side planks and ab wheel rollouts and just plain breathing breathing into your belt like i finally learned how to brace properly and I guess I guess the best way for me to give a tip is to explain what I do. So me setting up under the bar for the squat, and I pull my lats down into my back pockets, take a big deep breath through my nose and finish through my mouth, breathing into my belt, and then I'm able to squat. Like that is the best way I can explain my bracing. Yep. Bracing is 
I that was a big thing. I think once you properly learn how to brace, your lifting will drastically improve from henceforth. Yes. Uh, Benching. Oh, benching. I I love bench, really. (laughs) Said nobody ever except you. I love bench. You you and um, what's her? I forget her real name. Her her Insta is she lifts one point one k. Oh oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I just forget her real name. Yeah, she's a great bencher, and that's what she says. She's just like I'm great at bench, and she does. She has a really pretty bench. So I'm like the fuck. scapula and pushing my lats down into my back pockets. Five points for the anatomical name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do that for bench, so I get I set up on high up on my traps, get as tight as possible, I'll set my legs down, and I count to three. You can see it on most of my bench videos. Um, and I roll the bar out with my lats. That's probably the best tip is rowing the bar out to set your lats. Nice. No, that's a great tip. That's, that's been my biggest thing is learning how to use my lats in the bench. Cause I can yeah. use them in my pull-ups. I can use them in rows, but learning how to engage them and maintain them through the press in yeah. eccentric and concentric phase. Yeah. I've with my back. Yeah, and I, I've been, I, I want to get on that level so bad. Um, I'm working on it. But yeah, I think that's, that's great advice. So, I think you know, you know what helped me is um, inverted, inverted rows. See, I I, yeah, I love those. And I, I, ha- I have and I still do do those. And I can do those fine. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, but once I get the bar in bench, in like real bench time. Um, it's getting better. Like Scott, okay. Scott is a bench wizard. It's getting there, um, but it's just like it, it's definitely not natural for my body. So yeah. it's it's definitely. And I, I'm a natural puller. That's why the rows are easier. Deadlifts are easier for me to learn. Rows are easier. Anything pulling, yeah. I, I get more pressing. Any pressing motion is always been harder for me. So bench, yeah. squat, any other variation of a press is yeah just yeah not has not been my natural forte but it's not an excuse i just get i just get more obsessive and work on it yep exactly yeah. you have to love love that and love you back you do and, and and you know what and i do i i do i do love it we just have we have a a, a, a an, an open relationship where i love it but it doesn't love me back and it sees other people so no, well, it's not like I have a choice. <laughs> so, in the matter, bench is a polyamorous bitch. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I will love it one day. <laughs> Just, I will. Uh, 
The day that I, the day that I can, I can, I, I break the 300 club, then me and Bench we can sit down <laughs> and, and, and and finally get past all of our issues. Yeah, and you'll see it. You're gonna, you'll, you, you'll, hopefully, uh, it'll be a, a successful third attempt on Bench. I have yet to have a successful third attempt on Bench in my meets yet. That's how much Bench doesn't love me back. <laughs> well, at least you're giving it all you got. You know? It's true. Hopefully, yeah. it's enough. <laughs> anyway, past my issues and my my issues with bench, move on to the deadlift, please. Deadlift. Uh, so I used to pull conventional. Um, oh, now, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I used to pull conventional. Um, but Trevor told me my leverages are better suited for sumo, mm -hmm. and if I ever wanted to pull four hundred pounds, I should switch to sumo. So I did that. And then you did. <laughs> I did that, and then I pulled 400 pounds. That was at uh, that was at Thanksgiving last last year in November. Nice. So that was my first 400 pound pull, and then after that, I think it was like two weeks later, I matched it conventional just because I wanted to. Just, just, a, just, a, yeah. This is a fuck you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to say I could. I really want to get Trevor, like, be able to get him on the show. I've asked him, and he's he's just like, oh, you know, he said he, he's been swamped and busy. So if I ever get yeah. to, uh, one thing I do want to ask him, I'm like, hey, does it, do you ever get tired of just, like, being right? Because <laughs> that seems to be the case for a lot of people that you help. Yeah. And you're just yeah. always right. Do you do you it's like that? Do you get, thing. You, when we listen to him. Good things happen? Good things happen. Yeah. And it's it's the same thing for uh, Scott with me and I like Scott and Jaffe are two of my favorite um, coaches. They're both extremely cerebral and extremely yeah. well learned, and they're both always constant learning. And they are they're both like wizards. They're like they're like weight wizards. They are weight wizards. And and so I asked them the same thing. I'm like, do you just get tired of being right, or <laughs> you know, yeah, okay, we'll just play cool, cool, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, continue. Uh, so I guess with deadlift, well, with the sumo deadlift, it's obviously super technical and, uh, no, I don't think any athlete's sumo deadlift is the same as another's. Like it's, no, it's so not. different. Um, but honestly, the cue that stuck with me the most that Trevor gave me was balls to the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he never wears pants. So uh, it's like it's, it, but it still worked because you have lady thinking? lady so balls. As close to the bar as possible, right? Yeah, you have, you have lady balls. They're just in. Yeah, they're just they're just, they're just in the there's ovarian like it's not internal balls. Inter, internal lady balls exactly. <laughs> so balls to the bar. Balls to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and it really is, is, you know, getting getting your center of gravity as close to the object as possible. Yeah. You know, and it, and I think it really is like that with the squat, too, it's just that you start as close as you can because you start standing, and then you have your, your eccentric going down, and then in your concentric, it's, you know, as fast as you can to get it back under the bar. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, technically, it works. I, for me, that's how I know if like a principle and idea works is if I can take it and like apply it to another like another lift, yeah. Um, and and find how it's true for that lift, even if in its different you know vectors, then in, it you know it must it holds up. Yeah. So well, that's like the the same thing I said about um, 
applying the uh, retracting and depressing your scapula and putting your lats in your back pocket, it like applies to all lifts. Yeah. Like, like if you're not doing that for all your lifts, then you're, you're fucking gonna, up. You're, you're fucking up. Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon you're fucking up if you ain't yeah. doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to make that assured now. I reckon you're fucking up. No context. I reckon you're fucking up. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> uh, I really do want to do that now. <laughs> Great. Yeah. No. 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 No context. Just if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um. Nice. Uh. So yeah. So th- no. Those are great tips. I I really hope somebody learns from that. And I think that's. Like you said, no lifters' lifts are the same. Um, no yeah. one's leverages are the same. But of course, we all use the same, you know, rule of leverages and basic technique to find that. And I think the more that somebody learning at any level can hear from another another person who obviously is doing that, you know, more setup and more different ways to think about it or do it or different cues to hear, it eventually will click. Yeah. You know, and you find what what that is. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate that you went through your setup for all of them of like what, you know, how you set it up every time. Cause I think that's one thing that most people don't do is I, I, I do it because I'm a, I'm a creature of ritual and I have a ritualistic setup in the way I approach like a bar every time the way I grab, yeah. grab the bar and pull myself under for the squat and how I break my sequencing, my sequencing for all the lifts is always oh, just the yeah, rhythmic and, and I need that. Um, I think more people need to do that. It's like find a way to make those internal steps so that way you can, you know, control that every time. So if it's yeah. a different bar or whatever, whatever it is, your setup is the same. Yeah. Yeah. If your setup is the same, it just becomes automatic. It's just one less thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then it's, you know, it's, and then the more you do it and you're not thinking about it, it's natural, it's efficient. It's, you know, and that's just going to help you, you know, put you in the best possible position to get a better lift. Yeah. Um, all right. Good. Uh, now the next thing. So I, what I might wanted to start doing was uh, hype music. I want to start asking people what is their current musical inspirations in the gym. Oh my gosh, I listen to a lot of music. I want to hear it all. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I want other. Listen to a lot of music. Um, and, and no, whatever you suggest is going to go on that on the podcast playlist. I I was just like something a band just popped up the other day that I started listening to again. I started listening to them in like 2006 or something. Lacuna Coil. Oh, Lacuna Coil from Italy. They are great. Do you remember them? Of course, I remember them. I had I still have a crush on that singer. Yeah. I want I I I, I love her and her yeah. voice. She's an amazing voice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I was listening to them a lot recently. All right, you'll you will ha- you will have to send me the song because I, I I I'm I'm compiling that little podcast playlist. Okay. So I'm getting I'm everyone who I talk to is getting as as many contributions as you want. You can send me two, one, five, whatever. Okay. I'm just gonna make a uh, um, you know a guest playlist essentially. So all right, look. Mm-hmm. I tend to listen to like a bunch of emo music when I lift. So. Oh, I, 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 I am, I, I, I may not look it, but I'm an old goth kid. So I love my gothy emo music. Um, my, uh, my friend, um, my friend TJ and I, 
He not and I, but he he came up with it. But he has the R, the hashtag RP emo. RP emo. RP emo. Yeah. And <laughs> I love it. He wanted to make shirts, so I, I begged him to. I'm like, please do it. I will wear it. I'll wear the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. What? Uh, so, Lacuna Coil. What else? What else are you listening to? Uh, shiny toy guns. Oh, great band! I yeah. love shiny toy guns. Yeah. I do. I actually, I was listening to them on Monday. I was feeling. I was. I was feeling nostalgic, and I. Oh my and I and I and I pulled out. Uh, pulled out their their old album with the one with the tree on the front. I forget what it's yeah. called, but yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I I so I recently found a band called either Kite or Kite. I don't know how they pronounce it, but it, it looks like Kite, just K I T E. But I don't know how it's pronounced. And um, the song I found was True Colors is the name of the song, and it's been my obsession the past few days. It's a great song. I'll note that. Note it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Don't worry. I will. I will send it to you. <laughs> I'll send it to you. But yeah, but I started listening to their other stuff too. They're they're really great. Um, uh, what else? Any any like odd gym music that you like that you just sometimes like for either to get you focused or to get you in or like that's maybe kind of an odd pick. Well, I damn sure don't listen to country when I lift. That's hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, I like me some country, and sometimes when you, it lift is appropriate. I, 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 you listen to Cocaine Blues by Johnny Cash and tell me that that won't get you, like, get you fired up. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That was. <laughs> yeah. There is. So, so I'll, I'll, let me just clear this up just to defend my stance. So I'm a big fan of not pop country, but what's more called red dirt country, which is a bit of a revival of all the old time bluesy, like outlaw country. So there are some really great bands like whiskey Myers band, um, turnpike troubadours. Um, uh, what's another really good one. Um, get the guy's name. It's a solo guy. I'd have to, I'd have to like look at, but he's also really good. But they have this like bluesy, like like that outlaw shit where it's not yeah. it's not barbecue stains on my white t shirt. It's it's I'm really sad and I'm doing a lot of drugs and I have I know how to play a guitar. It's dark. It's dark. Exactly. It's gothy country. Wow. It is. It's it's cowboy hats and eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that's just a pride parade. But either way, it's good music. <laughs> Either way, it's good music. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get some uh, if some rednecks gonna hear that I, because I related it to Pride and be all mad. Um, but I, but I, 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 I like it. It's it is it's dark country. It's like grimy, um, yeah. and it has that like that heavy blues um, stuff. So that kind of country I, I is dope. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I will, I will, I will send you those, and then I dare you to tell me that that's that it's. It's not. It's not good. You'll catch me listening to it next week. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm proud of you. Good job." <laughs> I don't know if you've seen um one of the guys I had on. He's a buddy. His name's Jordan. Uh, he goes by Dad Bod uh, okay, on Instas. Yeah. And he, at his last meet, he pulled his. He didn't. Not his, was it his third? I think it was his third attempt. He pulled with a cowboy hat on. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. amazing. I mean, he's like, he's, where is he from? He's from like Kentucky. 
Like he's he's a southern boy. Like yeah. go listen to his episode. His accent is marvelous. I love it. <laughs> but the whole time I'm like, you keep talking. Or I'm just gonna enjoy this accent. This yeah, your southern gentlemanly charm by all means. Please just keep that coming. Yeah, he's great. Uh, so yeah, good. I will send those to you. Um, any any other ones? No, no, no! By all means. So you need, you need to give me band names for the emo too. So you said Lacuna Coil. Yeah. Shiny toy guns. Shiny toy guns. The- Gosh. Oh, see, I do have an album called Dark Country. Oh, all right, nice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anything weird? Oh my gosh! You know who I love to listen to? Pretty Lights. I'm not familiar with them. You're not familiar with it's. It's like, gosh, I don't even know what Pretty Lights is considered. Um, what do they? What do they consider Pretty Lights? Like EDM sort of. Oh, okay, EDM. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll send you some of that. It's actually pretty. It, it's actually on my Get Your Mind Right playlist. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. I just added a Lacuna Coil and a Shiny Toy Guns to the podcast playlist in your honor. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More more, more is better. Send, send me all the things. Send me Absolutely. all the things. Absolutely. And, uh, and I will do that. All right. Um, let's see what else. What else did I want to ask you? So we went over technique, and then uh, height music. Um, so what's uh, what is what is next for you? What is so you just had this meet last week? So mm-hmm. I saw that you you know you started doing a little bit of you know off season training. Um, yeah. Yeah. What what is, and, and but you also said you started coaching. So what is your short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals for you as an athlete and a coach? Well, um, in athlete terms, I'm already like 16 weeks out for my next meet. Fuck. Yeah, Quick turnaround. Be, uh, the American Barbell Club Open in Gainesville. Oh, dope. You're going to do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be doing that. Um, and while I'm prepping for that, um, Trevor is actually launching a website, a coaching website, in which I'll be taking an assistant coach position under him. Oh, congratulations. That's dope. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. So in addition to having my own athletes, um, we're going to be taking athletes through that website as well. So That's really exciting. That. We will. Shout out to Trevor. Come on the yeah. show, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll force him. He's, uh, he does have some stuff coming up pretty soon, too, um, in addition to that website. Um, he's he's finally going to do he, – he does a meet every once in a while. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. I remember his – I remember the last one he did, and he finally got that big pull. Yeah, yeah. So th- this one's going to be even, even better. So he's got that coming up in August, hopefully. Um, I, I love He'll watching get enough time to you know rest and prep for it. Yeah, that was a lot. I I love watching him lift because he he's a lanky lifter like I am. So I yeah. like to 
project myself and like learn yeah by, by watching and so i love watching him lift yeah and then um short short term short term this week actually like tonight I'm going to be driving 18 hours to San Antonio, Texas with my best friend, Melissa, who's going to be competing in the 97-pound weight class. That's awesome. Yep. Why the fuck are you driving? <laughs> you just, like, what is... because, because you don't like to fly, so... <laughs> Uh, I mean, th- like, just give her some drama, mean, and on the thing, like... Like... Like I like a road trip too, but <laughs> give her some drama, mean, and it'd be like, "It is calm down. You'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine." In Eighteen hours. That's like so. That means it's like a two or three hour flight. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, I love a good road trip too, but you know, okay, fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yes, you will. It is. It's fun when you're with your friends. Like I yeah. said, like driving and road tripping is fun, but. 18 hours is a long time. <laughs> and I've never driven. I've driven from Illinois to Florida multiple times. I've driven from Illinois to New Jersey a couple times. I've never driven from Florida west. So this will be new. Nice. How, how far west have you been? Uh, uh, driving? Driving. Or, oh, driving. Drive, yeah, no, not that, not that far. Not that far? No, just up, up Florida. Um, been through Georgia couple times tennessee kentucky that's it Mm-mm. okay nothing so, really west right well how far west have you been in general have you been here to cali i've been i went to the u.s open two years ago okay uh, um just to spectate so i've been to california um and then i have some family in arizona too nice. so yeah, I would like to travel out there again. It's nice out that way. You should. It is yeah, nice. Yeah, no humidity out there. It's dry. <laughs> I mean, that's not completely true. We do have some. It's just oh, not. Please, please come to Florida. Oh no, I, the voice. I've been to Florida. I've been <laughs> to walk into the the fucking Jello pit that is the air. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not that we don't have not you know we don't have any. We just have like under fifty percent, which is nice. Right. So. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. It does. Yes. Yes. Well, come to Vegas in December. That's going to be my next meet. Yeah? Yeah. Should be fun. I did Vegas Nationals before. Yeah. Vegas is fun. Yeah. That's where my last meet was, and that's obviously, like, that's that's just where Scott is, and um, there's a meet in Vegas, and I want to do one in December, and he's going to have other lifters at that Vegas one, so if I want him to handle me, which I do, then... I'll just go where he is. So yeah, absolutely. Plus, I do. I do. I actually love Vegas. The city, like, outside of the Strip is cool. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about the Strip. But Vegas, the rest of the city is dope. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Vegas, that was fun. Yeah. So, it's fun. <laughs> it was fun. Right? There's all, oh, man. People are entertaining as fuck. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker. I'm, like, a one or two, like, drink drinker. So, like, uh, yeah, when I go, people, and they just, they're shmammering, I'm just sitting there just sober as fuck, like, y'all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's, it's, it's fun. I went with my buddy, for my buddy's bachelor party, and I didn't really drink, and then, like, they all got smashed. The next morning, I went and drank while they were asleep. <laughs> and I got, got back, and then we had breakfast. So that's usually how it goes. That's great. Oh, man. You know what the best breakfast was that hash house of go-go? 
I haven't been there yet. I went. I haven't been to that. I want to go there. I heard they were dope. Um, you have to go there for repeat breakfast. Yes. Cake is bigger than your face. Like. <laughs> uh, I will. All right. I'm a waffle guy. I will admit. I like waffles. I, I think they have waffles there too. All right. Cool. If they got, if they, if they can satisfy my waffle needs, that'd be great. I went to. Um, it's called. What was it? Uh, egg. Egg. Fuck. I don't remember what, what it's called at the moment. Something something in Yolks. It's a it's a breakfast place that Scott took me there. I've been there like three times now. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. Breakfast can be eaten at any time of day. Breakfast should be eaten at any time of day. It is the it is to quote Ron Swanson. It is the best meal of the day. <laughs> it is the best the best meal. But eggs and bacon just to like have that framed. Yeah. Uh, it is. Well, that's fun. I hope. So, you have, when are you guys gonna leave for your eighteen-hour drive? Oh, probably now. <laughs> <laughs> when we get off? Okay, cool. Good to know that I'm yeah. holding that up. Well, awesome. Well, then I won't hold you anymore. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, yeah. I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. And and you're my first guest of like a new season. So thank you for starting yeah, that yeah, off right. Season two. Yeah. How about that? People oh, yeah. seem to like my shit for whatever reason. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, it's going to be coming out tomorrow. So I'm actually decided to do a double drop. I did do an episode one, which is just like me and kind of a recap. But I thought it would be fun to kick it off with with like a double drop of the first episode and then the first guest episode with you, so people have two. Awesome. Two to well, listen to. You should feel special. Hey, it'll come out when you're driving, so you can listen to it. <laughs> It's really weird, but like, do it a few times and you kind of like it. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like listening to yourself. I've learned it's like you hate it. At, it's like something kinky. You hate it at first, but the more you do it, you're like, I kind of like it. It's not that bad. I kind of want to do it again. Maybe. Safe. Yeah. Safe word is popcorn. Um, it's like that. No, no, but really, thank you. And um, and so yeah, Alex, Alexis underscore Faye, F A Y E underscore, um, where people can follow you. Can they get in touch with you for like coaching? Any other than there, anywhere else? Um, yeah, yeah, you can get in contact with me on Instagram um, for coaching. I have my email on there as well. Perfect. Um, and then keep an eye out because as soon as Trevor puts that website up there, I'll put that on my Instagram. Which is well. that's really exciting. That'll be. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. I think that'll help in a lot of people and make a lot of great athletes. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, we're we're creating something big. Uh, and that's the. Yeah, it seems to be the only way that Trevor Trevor rolls with between yeah. Bama Trevor, the Stronghouse guys. That's just kind of the that's the motif. So awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you get driving. So this, this, this will come out at, well, one in the morning is where I usually set it. So one in the morning, my time. So it'll be like three in the morning, your time. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be up, up, but there'll be the first episode. You can listen to that first so you can prime it. And uh, yeah. And then hopefully let's, let's do it again. Maybe we'll, we'll have a follow-up episode and see, how far you've come and you know what awesome. the website's like and all that goodness. Yeah. So, all right. I, to it. I do too. All right. Well, safe drive. Thank you again. You're the best. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Any, any fucking time. <laughs> all right. I'll all talk right. to you later. All right. Talk to you soon, hon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
All right. So thank you, Miss Alexis Faye, for coming on the show. She is awesome. She gave a bunch of really great tips, both technical, mental, you know, her view on the sport, women in the sport. Um, really just a fantastic interview and a fantastic first guest to kick off season two. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your support. We're going to keep it rolling. I want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors, Viking Performance Chalk, best sticky stuff for lifting heavy shit, Calvert Illustrations, The Johnny Horror Show, and of course, all you shiny people. I appreciate you. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas. Thank you for turning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. Thank you.